That might be the show next week. Fuck sports. Oh yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B Austin, a hot block commander. Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, B. Austin, I, he's somewhere in like Saudi Arabia, like negotiating a contract for his boy. Um, so he might, you know, call in a little bit later from Saudi Arabia. He might not. Either way, man, things are falling apart in Philly. Shout out to the roots. Um, Michael Orr is finally protecting his own blind side. So we're going to wrap about this for a brief minute. It's not going to be a long show this evening. So sit back, relax, and bust it up with your boys in the war room. Greatest sports podcast there is, ever was, ever will be. Episode 694 starts right now. You know what you can do. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room that I got to open up. Um, that's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook Twitter, IG, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in a few minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. Jim, what up? What up, fam? What's going on this week, man? What's really good, beloved? Eight-ish, you know, staying out of the way all the social media and all the gold diggers. Oh, yeah, all the the diggers out there. Yo, who, who... like show all the traits to no end until they hear that word and then they're like offended by it. I, I, I don't get that part about it. Like, yo, you said all kinds of disrespectful, low self-esteem stuff that as soon as dude call you a gold digger, <laughs> like you're ready to throw <laughs> hands with him. That's the weird part to me. Um, Anyway, man, I just wanted to ask like, yo, why is your man Usher and Kiki Palmer for that matter? Yo, why are they on demon time right now, man? Why they why yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they antagonizing that boy like that, man? If y'all don't know what we're talking yeah, about, every, every after, all the stuff, right, after all the stuff that happened in Vegas, Kiki Palmer is now in an Usher video for a song called Boyfriend to where the very first lines of the song is, oh, so I hear your boyfriend looking for me. <laughs> like, why why they antagonizing that boy like that? Yo, making everything know he is a role Every single thing. <laughs> Every single yeah. thing. And it's like, yo, nothing serious. And, you know, it's a, it's a crazy world we live in. And we talk about it every day, man, but it's a crazy world we live in, y'all. Like, yeah. I think we don't even realize how crazy it is because we're living in it. But it's, it's, it's some wild times going on, bro. Yo, it's definitely some wild times, man. Man, I, sure, I sent you a video yesterday of um, chicks doing videos now getting dressed. Like, that's content. And they're getting, like, thousands of views for getting dressed. That's been the thing on TikTok for a while. They call it um, GRWM videos. GRWM videos. It stands for uh, Get Ready With Me. It stands Yo, for Get Ready With Me. Video, come on. It's a whole genre. Chick standing there in her drawers and bra, and then they get dressed. <laughs> and they put Yo, it's, perfume it's, on. It's, 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 it was rubbing smell goods genre, in between her legs. Like. Do they really be Yo, getting, like, crazy about to go somewhere, or is this just for the content? Either way, like, no, I'm going to get dressed. Let me, let me record this shit. Like, what? Here's what the thing, we? though, dog. There's, like, there's like GRWM dudes, too. And the thing is, they get a lot of follows, and they make a lot of money because they get, like, sponsorships from clothing brands. From the clothing brands, yeah. No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I see it, but I'm like, it's weird how you can come up on a bag in 2023, man. Let me get on, let me get online and get dressed. And you know Yo, whoever if, started this movement, you know they was just starting the thirst trap. And then was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, time Cindy called me. You know what I mean? Calvin Klein called me and said, yo, what's up? 
I was just you know, putting out a thirst trap. What a time to be alive. But look, man, before we get started, we just got to remind y'all that in this wonderful time to be alive, um, that whether you're live with us or not, anytime on demand, you can go to our website and, and see us getting dressed. It's like, nah, but y'all can check out archive episodes of the show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode. So I don't want to hear none of that yet. To our brothers, man, Tissue and the Tape, man, if you are a hip-hop head, then Tissue and the Tape, you need to be there waiting for every piece of content that drops, especially this year with the 50th anniversary of hip-hop going on. you got to listen to those brothers. Um, if you're into Philly sports, the Broad Street line is probably the show for you. Um, if you're a foodie, John Appetit is your move. And on the couch with the Wilsons, for all of you lazy couch potatoes <laughs> like me and Jimmy, because, you know, we come here and we talk about what we watched on TV every week, even if it's not related to sports. Yo, y'all got to check that out because they watch everything, so you don't have to. All right, so let's get into these hot topics real quick, man. Hot topics are brought to you by MyBookie. All you degenerate gamblers out there, go to MyBookie.ag. Put in the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. You'll get 50% off of your first deposit up to $1,000, and you can use that money to gamble on any sporting event that you see fit. All right, so visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get your bread. That's all there is to it. So we're going to start off this week. One of the bigger stories of the week is our quote of the week. And our quote of the week is, quote, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And then run that back because he looped it, doubled it. That quote comes from James Harden. Currently of the Philadelphia 76ers, currently wanting to get out of being a Philadelphia 76er, things are falling apart in Philly, uh, Jim. And the thing about this, Ramona Shelbourne reported, and her biggest take from this whole thing and whoever she spoke to, her biggest take from the whole thing was, this is only the beginning so they're saying James Harden has no intention whatsoever to sit back away from the team and be quiet like Ben Simmons did throughout his holdout. They said James Harden is going to make the Philadelphia 76ers uncomfortable <laughs> to a point where, to, to where something eventually has to, to be done, man. How do we get into this drama? Yeah. Why, why Philadelphia? I why? mean – <laughs> it's crazy. Obviously, he lied to him, right? So that's that's the obvious thing. He, obvious, he definitely obvious. was lying because they were butt buddies. So you're not just yeah. gonna come out and say that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it must have and been that's some why nice he's probably so over hurt too. because they were so close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, but you know, this this whole thing, man, is unfortunate. But it just is where we are with sports, man. Like one of the one of the craziest things, which is empowering, but also crazy as a fan to watch is athletes recognize the fact that, yo. I don't need to be in the last year of my deal. I could do. I could just get out of situations when I want to get out of situations. And right. there's always going to be a doofus out there willing to pay me. Like, it's going to be a doofus willing to pay you, even if you got to take a, a small check for one year. Some doofus is going to come along and pay you. Right. So, I mean, this is a bad, this is a bad, bad situation. Um, and, you know, I, I was in shock that he came out and said what he said the way he said it, considering, like you said, their relationship, like we used to quite, we made jokes about their relationship. Like, yo, why are they so close? <laughs> right, right. You have some uncomfortable jokes oh, about their relationship. And you know, the crazy thing yeah, is, when man. we talk about player empowerment, LeBron James's name always comes up as you know one of the pioneers of this. But pi- but but LeBron James, decision aside. All of that stuff that people tried to claim to not like about how he went about things, LeBron James has never gone about it like this. Now, to be fair, none of these guys are probably, not, not even probably, none of these guys are in the same position as LeBron, LeBron James, James as the unquestioned top player in the league for the last decade or so, bigger than the game. Like, all of these guys aren't in that position. So their player empowerment, Empowerment might have to come with a little bit of negativity, but you never saw LeBron force his way out of a situation um, by threatening a holdout, by talking crazy about the organization or, or anything like that. LeBron 
because of his stature, was able to sign a series of one- or two-year deals with option on the second end and and was able to exercise free agency. But you know why? Because even if LeBron was a free agent this year in year 20, there will still be teams falling over themselves to to, to pick him up in his 21st season. Not even because he's still the player he was, just because of the windfall of financial benefits that's going to come along with having LeBron James in your franchise. So these guys aren't in that situation, and it's proven by the fact that James Harden had to opt in to the last year of his contract before causing all these ripples because of James Harden said, I'm going to opt out and become a free agent. He was really going to see how much he was really worth on the open market. So that's the difference. And he knows it. Them and LeBron. And LeBron never had to do this. Yeah. So so LeBron is in the class all by himself. Like, it just is what it is because LeBron is also um, facing a balance and active. He says and acts this way. It could cost him money in other avenues. LeBron is getting paid a gazillion ways, so he has to balance. You know what I'm saying? It's why, it's why he didn't, when Daryl Morey got in trouble with the whole China thing in the first place, it's why LeBron shut his trap. Like, LeBron is in a position of battling. <laughs> and I ain't in it. <laughs> yeah. Le, LeBron is always serving several masters, right? And that's no knock on him because I, I'm actually, it's funny, though, because someone says something to me, and it's like it made me like even re- reevaluate, like, my whole team of guys where I have LeBron. Not the theory of people of guys, but where I have LeBron at that table. It's like, I don't know, I, I, not, not, not become a LeBron fan, but somebody said something to me that was very simple, and I was like, damn. Like, outside of him having to balance and all this, they was like, yo, Boyle got more assists than Magic and more points than Kareem. Like, I'm just going to leave it at that. And I was like, that's wild. Anyway, with all that being said, though, um, your point about James Harden is a, is a thousand percent accurate. Like he had to opt in before he started crying. Like a uh, let me let me watch what I say here because I'm a feminist. I don't want no smoke. Before he started crying like a petulant child. Let's say yeah, let's say that. Let's say that. Petulant oh, child. So, um, so you're gonna you're gonna insult all the children and not the not the, not the <laughs> yo. I know now the children folks gonna come after me. But no, before he started crying like a petulant child, man, like. He had to opt in, which proves your worth right there. You know you ain't worth no chicken. Cut it out, beloved. And, Sorry. I mean, what's the market going to do for you after this? I'm going to get this $35 million if, if, these, if this don't work out. What's the market going to do for you after this? But also, like, I don't know we'll probably talk about this, but what does this mean for Maury? Because Embiid seems to be getting a little unhappy. Yeah. Um, and people laugh when when things like this get publicized, but Embiid took – his affiliation with the Philadelphia 76ers off of his Instagram. And we say, oh, God, okay, so we start, you know, that means something these days. For these dudes, it does. You know what I'm saying? It looks ridiculous. It seems ridiculous. It is ridiculous that in 2023 that has meaning to it, but it has meaning to it. When these dudes get mad at you and they take you off of their Instagram, you need to start worrying about it. And the fact that, you know, I hear that Joel is, you know, kind of siding with Harden on this. He got P.J. Tucker on his side. He got people outside the organization, Kyrie Irving, defending him publicly. Um, in Philadelphia, that's only, like, it's only going to start looking bad on Daryl Morey. Now, the fact that Harden even publicized this, because whatever deal they made was a backroom deal and probably wasn't legal by the collective bargaining agreement anyway (laughs) whatever handshake deal they made you take this 15 million dollar pay cut this season we hit you off with the max next season um could maury really make that especially since we thought they were friends but you know we know how sometimes we think we're friends with them and we're really not but being as though they were supposed to be friends could he really have said that directly to him or do you think there was more context to it? Like, you know, we'll, we'll try to do this and we'll see if we can do this. And and James just didn't hear that. He just heard, all right, you do this and we're going to do this. Because it seems like a crazy promise to make to somebody who even before the season, people was wondering, like, if he was still worth a max contract. So for, for Maury to even make that promise, if he, you know, allegedly, that's just that's just stupidity right there. Because that definitely would have been a wait and see, we'll see what we can do type of thing. We're going to try to 
get you recoup you some of this or something. But the, but if you just flat out and told this dude we're gonna give you a max if you take this 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 pay cut, then you know Maury deserve all the smoke that he's getting right now. But <laughs> on the other hand, you know businessmen they lie all the time. So who knows, man? But hey, do you think this is you know before we move on? Do you think this is gonna get ugly? Like, do you think whoever Ramona Shelburne's Shelburne's uh, source was, like, are they just trying to put that out there to be dramatic and scare us, or is <laughs> like Tobias says, is, <laughs> is James looking in his closet for his fat suit? Is it about to get real ugly in Philadelphia right now? I want to know, like, outside of basically just disrespecting a man in China, which is it was intentional. Um, oh, that was I think uh, shot to Tobias, Tobias pointed that out, but him dissing him there, what is he going to do to to turn up? Like, what is he like? What could he do outside of? I mean, I, they just went through Ben Simmons. So <laughs> what can you do? Harden might mess around, and I mean, remember his last couple stops. Like, the whole thought process was that Harden had fallen off, but you saw in Philly that Harden could still play. So Harden will go out there and tank just to get his paycheck and and make your team look bad. I don't know. He he seems to be willing to do that. So he'll probably go out there and half-ass it on the court and then in every you know, like post-game interview probably say something foul and out of line about the organization and about Daryl Morey. I don't know. That's all I can imagine him doing if he's not going to take the Ben Simmons route and just sit out and, and lose money all day. So, man, Chelsea. listen, man. Hard acting. Hard acting <laughs> like a little baby. Uh, shout out to Skyview in the uh, chat room. And also, like he said in the chat room, man, uh, happiest of birthdays to to Neil, who is in the chat room. Uh, her birthday, not today, her birthday was yesterday. Um, so happy, happy of here. birthdays. To Neil, but Skyview said Maury is going to resign. Watch, and then he said, just like they chose Magic over Riley, um, kind of got to though, right? <laughs> you you uh, yeah, got to choose Magic Johnson do? over the coach, like no matter what. Now, that's Magic Johnson, man. That's Showtime. All right, so <laughs> always got to be drama in Philadelphia. All right, so our stat of the week, and this is really not even a stat of the week. This is kind of a fact of the week, even though, you know, <laughs> even by, you know, by by fact standards, I don't even know if it's a fact, but it's something that we're hearing now. A failed Luel Dang trade, and they were supposedly talking to the Clippers to get him out of town, reportedly prevented Chicago back in 2010 from signing Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Um, one report I, I saw said Chris Bosh, so the big three in Miami would have gotten together in Chicago rather than Miami. And you know what? That little footnote would have made a world of a, a world of difference for those who kept saying, oh, LeBron went and joined somebody else's team since Wade was already down there. That little yeah. nuance of them just going somewhere else, I mean, they would have found a way. They would have been like, oh, he had to go to Dwayne Wade hometown. Now, they, they would have found a way, but it wouldn't have been – they couldn't he have went, said as much he, he went to as they did. <laughs> right. Um, so, anyway, like I said, I, I saw that, like those, the big three from, from Miami, but then in, in another place that I read the same rumor, they said Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, and they would have formed a, a different big three with those two and Derek, you know, a young Derrick Rose back then. So who knows? Derrick Rose, I believe, back then was still in his rookie contract anyway. So they all would have probably gone. Derrick Rose probably wouldn't have ever become an MVP. Because what year did he win there? Yeah, I, got I don't remember the exact yeah, year. Yeah, Brian was already but in that, Miami that was... when Derrick Rose won MVP. So they probably would have stunted his growth and his little short-lived uh, career of greatness. Um, but either way, this was supposed to happen in Chicago. Um, some dude from NBC Chicago was saying, like, he knows this to be 100% true, um, but they couldn't get Luol, Luol Dang off the books. But the crazy part about it is prior to that, you know, there was the rumors that they could have gotten Kobe Bryant, but they didn't want to deal Luol Dang. So Luol Dang 
<laughs> it's slowly turning into the reason that history. Chicago never got back to the Mike days. <laughs> Dog, think about this. Yo, Chicago lost out on Kobe and Brown because of Lou Aldang. Yo, Kobe, yo, Brown, Wade, maybe Bosch because of Lou Aldang. Yo. Who, yo, after a while, just stop playing. Injuries or whatever. Like, he's the dude sitting here just stopping everything from happening. And we ain't seen Lou Aldang run ball. Seriously. Seriously speaking, when's the last time you've seen Luol Deng run ball? Man, I have no idea. Is he alive? Also, shout like, out where to the hell is Wade, Luol Deng, yo? Yeah, shout out to Luol Deng, man. But, yo, shout to, Talk about player shout power. Shout out to D-Wade because his, his Hall of Fame speech was phenomenal. Had me in the crib, um, you know, cutting onions. <laughs> but he did an amazing yeah. job with his speech. So, you know, he, he as my man uh, survived, said it was five mics. <laughs> His, his speech was five mics in the source. All right, well, shout out to D-Wade, man. You know, even though he couldn't go home at that point because he did make an appearance in Chicago at some point, but he couldn't go home, you know, with, with the big three and win some titles for his hometown. Um, blame Luol yeah, Deng, He was flabby and sick by the time he went to Chicago. Yeah, blame, blame Luol Deng, man, that they couldn't get it back to the Mike days in Chicago, man. Damn, Yo, dang. why Tupac say the Mavericks is flabby and sick? <laughs> Yo. Try to play a hate on my eat a... <clears throat> All right, so in NFL news, or at least NFL-related news, uh, former, of course, former Ravens offensive tackle, Michael Orr, who was the subject of, what was it, the 2010 uh, film, The Blind Side, the story about... How, you know, yeah. he was this poor kid coming up and this white family saved his life and helped him get through college and get to the NFL and all of this kind of stuff. Well, Michael Orr is claiming that parts of that story, namely his adoption by that family, was a lie. Um, and what he's alleging in court documents is that they never officially adopted adopted him. They made him sign papers, of course, signing stuff that he didn't know he was signing, thinking he was signing adoption papers. He was signing papers for conservatorship, which gave them uh, control over, you know, a lot of finances that came from that story, that came from the book, that came from the movie. And um, allegedly, they never shared a dime of the blindside money with the person that the blindside was about. Uh, I can't say that when that came out, you know, there wasn't a little skepticism on our side because I know we talked about it. Um, oh, mainly yeah. what, yo, the funny thing is, we were like, even though this is it wasn't even a just true that. story, a it's always the white people saving the black. People. Yeah. So, so what's your thoughts on this coming out now? <laughs> well, the thing is, it, we did say that, but I think it was a lot of like, credit for it. I saw a lot of skepticism about this whole story. It always sounded fishy and mad Hollywood, and I think Sandra Bullock should to give her a award back. <laughs> Yo, that's the crazy part, though. Like, there's actually fans on on X. I'm trying to get used to that. Like, going at Sandra Bullock, like, any of this was her fault. <laughs> but, yeah, if y'all didn't remember, yeah, Sandra Bullock won her first ever, her only Oscar for Best Actress for the role of Leanne Tui in the 2010 movie, um, it was pretty much the defining moment of her career. And even she's spoken out about it right now. She was like, you know, she was like, she hates that such a wonderful story, a spectacular movie, and a spectacular time in her own life has now been tainted. He was like, she's like, now people won't watch, and if they do, they'll have a completely different reaction to its original intention. There was so much hard work put into the film that you know, they all thought was the truth. And now that it's been questioned, it just upsets uh, Sandra Bullock to no end that a time in her life that was so special is now shadowed with a completely different perspective. But it is crazy to hear that, yo, people oh, wow. are actually going at her on, um, uh-oh. Uh, breaking news, your man, uh, Shannon Sharp just signed with First Take. It's like a, uh, like a big, it's a, like a free agent move, happen. but it's in sports media. <laughs> Player he, empowerment. He's joining, he's joining, <laughs> joining Screaming A. Smith. Now, the weird part about it is it's part two. time, though. Like, 
It's gonna be Monday. He's only doing Mondays and Tuesdays. Like, how do you get a part-time gig like that? I wonder how much they're paying. But from what I've been hearing, like I said, because I'm not a uh, the person that tunes in. From what I've been hearing, Stephen A. been part-time lately, and people have been questioning whether or not he was still gonna be on the show. But you know, as further reading, because you know I well, like to read. They said they said they marked it. They're marketing it as Shannon Sharp debating Stephen A. Smith Mondays and Tuesdays. Maybe that's okay. maybe they both doing that. No, I mean, but when I read further, they were saying, you know, Stephen A. has basically just been on vacation, just doing his thing. So people reading a little too much into that. Um, like I said, I don't watch the show. I watch clips. I, I watch on demand when people tell me there's something that I need to see. Um, but I do know enough to know that <laughs> Stephen A. left that show. Like, they might as well pack it up and put something else in that time slot. Yo, so. this is the crazy and his part bosses, about it. His bosses totally pay him too much for him to roll out. <laughs> yeah. Pleasing the bosses. This totally overshadows what uh, Skip is trying to do because all the attention is going to be on them. I see people online now saying this is like Shaq and Kobe together getting together. It's like Magic and Kareem, Bron and D.A. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo. So folk, Skip, folks Skip are about to get stabbed on his own show in a matter of weeks anyway, so. They're going to get the ratings. They're going to get the ratings when Sherman show how angry he can be on air. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to do something, but this is totally over, overshadowing whatever whatever Skip was trying to do. So. <laughs> Come on now, Skip. Fucking Skip. That is the breaking news. All right, well, that that is the breaking news. And just, you know, last thing on this whole blindside thing. Um, like you said, Jim, we, you know, there was skepticism in this whole thing from the start. And, and like, even when they would do interviews around it and you see the, the family talking, a lot of times Michael Orr would just be standing there just with a dumb smile on his face, letting them talk as if he might have been like, okay, they've done enough for me for, for me to let them get their, their moment. But something in this you know, at this point in time made him snap and, and and come out like, all right, a lot of that was, was BS. And I think it might be the fact that somebody pulled his coattails to the fact that he probably never received a dime from his own story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because of yeah. this whole conservatorship thing. Um, once you find this document and you realize what you thought you signed is not what you actually signed, then your trust for people that you may have loved, like, Come on, man. Come on. So, like you said, we all know. Fishy, fishy. <laughs> and now hey, we're listen, seeing man. that listen, even people he just, that show good just, intentions, they were doing something sneaky to, to, to make sure they benefited as much as they possibly could from this. I just thought Bull was kind of slow, but I guess it's, I guess it's uh, safe to say that uh, I guess it's I guess it's safe to say that uh, Sandra Bullock was blindsided. We'll be here all night. Hey, Not listen, really. man. We'll be here for like 10 minutes. I had to get that one off. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But no, no, no. That's, yeah, yeah. And and that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm just thinking the reason this is just now happening because he's just now finding out what he really signed. You know what I'm saying? So he probably loved these people up until <laughs> three or four days ago. Like, oh, that's what we're doing. All right, but. And that's crazy because I heard him in an interview saying that's a part of the movie, the story in the movie that he didn't like. I guess that was the Hollywood part of it when they made him seem like he was a little slow, a little dumb. You know what I'm saying? He was like, that wasn't the the situation. Mm -hmm. He was like, I was doing plays in second grade. And then, you know, this movie comes out and I'm a grown, grown ass teenager, college age, and I can't read or write. He's like, I'm going to NFL locker rooms, and then your teammates think you can't read a playbook, and you had to kind of set them straight on that because that, that wasn't the case. All right, so, you know, shout out to him. Like, you know, hopefully what he's saying is 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 the truth, and they're not just having a, a family spat right now and dogging each other in the, in the media. But um, I believe, I'm, I'm pretty sure that document, you know, hey, here, sign this, man, we're adopting you. Oh, thank you. Signed his life away. <laughs> they probably figure here yeah, he making NFL yeah. money. He don't need this, but he's entitled to that. All right, so uh, Jim, let everybody know what happened this week while they were on the Grizz Nye. 
sir, why you want to agree with Naive? Brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies and the custom website called digitalextremetech.com or call 267 203 and go. Yeah. But anyway. What happened this past week while you were on uh, the Grizz Naive? The first thing is this, man. Um, Ray shortstop Wanda Franco is accused of an improper relationship with an underage girl. Um, um, man. You can add an S to that now because the investigation found that there was a second girl that he's being accused of an improper relationship with. So, oh, yeah. I was like 14, right? Oh, it's so the so the so the numbers rising. Yeah, I mean this is what happens once the once the box is open. You know. No, 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 not, not fourteen girls. I heard the age. Oh, I'm talking about the age. Oh, oh. Age I'm like, damn, the numbers going up like that. Fourteen year old. Yeah, that's what I heard. Damn, because I heard the first one that he was under investigation for was seventeen, and I'm sitting here like, yo, it's crazy damn. how times have changed because I guess in no lifetime was it ever right but yo how many times we seen 22 year old bulls pull up to our high school <laughs> and leave with a chick man listen like, man listen. it was it was the norm <laughs> back in the in the absolutely was, was norm. the norm absolutely was the norm because <laughs> the crazy part but, is like sometimes like you know if, if especially if you were in high school with the person right you may have been a senior where they were a freshman but then mm-hmm. by the time they become a senior, they're 17, 18, you know what I'm saying? You might be a little 22. You, you still remember home. them, though, you know what I'm saying? But you pull back up, you mm-hmm. get stopped up. Never mind. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and that's all, all that illegal. Said, that's messed up. Like, yo, we were once in school yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. ball foul, man. So, yeah. so he's being investigated anyway, in man, his yeah. home country of the Dominican Republic. It's crazy because we know what these young Dominican – these young Dominicans do to get to the league. So to do all of that and make it out of there um, and, and, and pretty much have his career possibly come to an end over this investigation. That's whole, that's crazy. He's played um, 112 games for the Rays this season, batting 281 with 17 home runs, 58 RBIs, 30 stolen bases. Um, He made his first all-star team. And then the, uh, all season, he signed an 11-year, $182 million contract, um, which was the largest – not not in the off season in November of 2021. This this was the largest contract in team history because we know the, the Tampa Bay – the Tampa Rays are pretty much – they've been one of those low-budget franchises trying to win off Moneyball, <laughs> trying to take that because they didn't have money. Yeah. So for him to get that money from this team and then squander it because of his taste in wimp, and girls, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy poons. story, man. Some young poons. Yeah. Because this is one of those things. Yeah. Baseball Speaking money is guaranteed, but I'm pretty sure this is something that they could probably void your contract over because they're really saying his yeah. his return to the MLB is unlikely. So, sheesh. Yeah, a lot that of money poon, in That poon is not worth it, man. Not worth it. It's that not even developed not enough worth to be it. worth it. <laughs> Yo, at all. Like, yo, that's the thing. When you get older, you recognize, like, yo, these young girls don't even know what they're doing with their poem. Yeah, like, come on, man. You got to get one of these coop. No, ma, let me shut up, man. <laughs> anyway, um, Under, you can get any chick you want, my dude. And you're yo, back to you gotta home. Find like, you're going to, to another to, country yeah, to do man. this. I promise you. Yeah, you violent, <laughs> B. Anyway, man, speaking of money, man, because, you know, we, we love pocket watching, uh, you know, football stars, man. Neymar joins the Saudi club. Um, Al Halal and his compensation package is insane. A hundred mil. He got a mansion, private jet. Like, first off, he got a hundred mil, but he ain't got paid for nothing. Yeah, no, he ain't got paid for nothing at all. And Jen, I know you got to run. I'm, I'm gonna just read this real quick. Um, according to you know the sources, the list of all his benefits that he's gonna receive in Saudi Arabia: a house with 25 bedrooms a 40-by-10-meter swimming pool and three saunas, five full-time staff for his house, three cars, a Bentley Continental GT, an Aston Martin DBX, and a Lamborghini Huracan, whatever, however you pronounce that, a 24-hour driver, so you ain't got to drive any of those if you don't feel like it, all of his bills for hotels, restaurants, and various services during his off days will be sent to the club to be paid, a private plane at his disposal for all of his travels, and this is on top of... I'm sorry. He's also going to get what are they? What are they working with over there? Like 
I don't know the symbol for this. Is this euros? Is this? I think he's getting five hundred thousand yeah, euros for it, each social media post that he promotes Saudi Arabia, and of course he's getting like a hundred over a hundred million dollars a year in salary plus the the damn near a hundred million that they had to uh, give to buy out um, him from his other squad. So come on, man, come on, man. Yeah. They just yeah. like, yo, come play soccer why? for us, and we're just going to live life for you. We're just going to live yo, life why, why, why are we? Why are we putting our kids in AAU? Make your kids right. play soccer. On, hey, yo, Tobias, man, we're about to bring you on so you can rock with that for a minute, man. Yo, I'm going to send, some, I'm gonna send you some photos, yeah. I'm going to send you some photos of what I did today after uh, after B. Austin sent us this text. But we'll holler at you. I'm going to go to the phone lines real quick before I get out of here. Yeah, bring Tobias. Um, Tobias, rock yeah. with that, man. Stop cussing us out in the chat, man. I'll let you know. <laughs> Got Tobias on the line. What up, Tobias? Yo, man. Roll damn tide. Roll tide. And all I got to say is I hope Jimmy's still there. It's because if I see Lou all day, I'm slapping the Joel off right out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lou all day is the single reason. I'm not even going to say the single biggest reason. He's been the single reason that the Bulls have not returned to glory in the past 20 years, man. It is crazy to realize how much he's held back. Hey. <laughs> If we get LeBron in the way over rookie contract, Rose won the MVP LeBron the first year of Miami. And, uh, mm-hmm. If we got them, I would have traded Lou, uh, Lou Aldane for two pieces of gas station chicken. But get one in the deal. <laughs> just get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. You got to clear the board. Trading for some crunchy chicken, crunchy with a K. Yeah. Uh, but y'all was talking about yeah because y'all talk about this whole heart thing and this comes to like money right because when you get made promises but here's the thing oh, also James Harden he got to consider these couple of things I'm not even saying Daryl Moore is right right but I think the issue is that uh, James Harden got to take a look in the mirror also he's 33 going on 34 he has diminished he nuts up in the playoffs in the big moments every year. He acts an ass and forces his way out all those teams, and now he's older. Who wants him? That's the thing. Because the Sixers aren't going to take a two-piece from Church of Chicken. You know, Church is a bear and a Popeye's, but anyway, you don't get what I'm saying. But, uh, but you're not going to take him for that. You Because Philly, one, Philly has to match salaries. So they ain't going to just take junk. They don't want Norm Powell or Terrence Mann, some young guys like that, right? Mm-hmm. The Clippers know they trade for him. Harden going to want a max deal. He's no longer a max player. You know, and I just think that Daryl Morey, the problem, the part of the problem was, I'm Daryl Morey. I said, man, nobody wanted you, playboy. Yeah. Just say that. I mean, be real. That's not, I mean, yeah, you need to come out. Like, look, we tried to, we tried to trade you. And, you know, Daryl Murray is not just going to trade you for the, you know, two pieces of gas station chicken. And if you're not worth a little more than, you know, if you're not worth what they're asking for, it's like, what do you expect? As far as we know, unless he just lied and never talked to anybody, but we heard rumors. So the Sixers obviously contacted some people. They tried to, to, to live up to his trade request. So, but yeah. but maybe that's not the part that he's saying, you know, he's a liar about. I guess since there's not a trade market oh God, for you, not a legitimate yeah. one, I guess the lie was, you know, you take this pay cut, then yeah, we're going to try to get you to max yeah, next year. I never yeah, saw that plus, as a situation, though. Plus, he's not worth the max anymore because why are you going to pay that? Like, it's not like LeBron or even KD, even though he has his injury, but he can still go. He doesn't nut up. And who wants that? And that's the thing I think Harden's missing. Who's lining up for him right now? Especially a team trying to win, because the Clippers are trying to win. Who are they going to give up for a guy they know who's not dependable in the playoffs? And in your off days, you're in Philly, he's flying to Vegas to party <laughs> during the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and then they talk about MB maybe mad. Guess what, Joel? You turned to 30 with injury issues. We never make it to the conference finals with you anyway. If the Knicks want to give us some young players and all those picks, have at it. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> because I know it may seem hard trying to move on from NB. I know it may seem hard. But Philly should listen if someone wants to blow him away with an offer. Because 
he's turning 30, and he's going to be an old 30, all the injuries he had and everything, and he still suffers through at his size. They have to listen as a good offer. We've got to be honest here. Yeah, I think – I mean, but I think – I think you wait at least to listen when other teams Another start year. throwing their hat in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We can't just they can't just jump at the Knicks offer just because nah, you know, nah, they know nah, the nah, Knicks nah, are ready nah, to nah. make the offer. And after you yeah, listen nah, to nah. a few other teams, if the Knicks have the best offer, then you know yep. if you're going to do it, then you do it. But well, but they definitely got to get some leverage by getting some other teams in the mix. You know what I mean? And their story is saying the Knicks may be waiting on Luka or Giannis. If I'm them, I'd rather wait and just keep building and see what I have in case one of those guys, because Luka's going to get mad sooner or later, <laughs> you know. And Giannis, this core ran its course, you know. And all you got the Knicks got to do is give his brother a $10 million a year deal. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you know. But I just think that Daryl Morey, and to be honest, can we be real about this also? Why do folks act like Daryl Moore is Majai Ujiri or Bob Myers or somebody like that, you know? I don't know, because, you know, Daryl Moore is just as almost as as James Harden. Like, you know, they almost got past <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Like, he, now, they didn't do anything I can't knock special. him for that, because you can't beat him up for that. I ain't going to beat him up for that too much. Because, hey, that was just a bad luck series where they had missed like 20-some threes in a row with a fire Dan Tony after that anyway. But I yeah, just think but that you, sometimes... But you, but you take 23 threes in a row to miss. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. They would have won the title that year. That's the ironic part. That Cavs team was not good. And, uh, damn coach, so, like, yo, we get into a pickle. Do something different, my dude. Hey, come thank on. Thank you. <laughs> By the way... Yeah, by the whole blind side thing, yeah, I still say dude was a little slow because he went to Ole Miss. You know, that's all I got to say about that. And can we just can we just keep it real here, Dev? Find me the white person, especially in the South, because Memphis is a pipeline to Ole Miss and recruiting has always been that way traditionally because it's not far from Oxford. Find me the white person in the South that's going to take a black person in out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, I mean, come on. You go look at a dude and he look like a grizzly bear. And you, yeah. and that's the thing. And and shout out to B. Austin in the building right now. Um, dude, when you look at the dude and he look like a grizzly bear, it's it's come on, it's a whole different risk situation. Plus, we can't go on the movie because Michael Orr, you know, basically said in an interview that he was already an All American before mm-hmm. he jumped on the bandwagon. So the movie had to Hollywood it up. And make it seem like, you know, he was a big dude learning how to play under their watch. Dude. Michael Orr said he was already an All-American. So they saw an All-American who had a terrible home yep. situation, who was poor. It was always a situation of, because we will get something out of this in the end. Like, I don't think they yep. knew that they were going to eventually get a movie out of it, but they knew they were going to pretty much get an NFL, NFL player money. and some NFL money yep. out of the whole thing. Lucky for them, I guess. They got this movie that was critically acclaimed. Somebody won an Oscar from it, and they figured, all right, if we get him to sign papers, we can take all that money, then we don't need to bother him for his NFL money. And they've been robbing him for this blindside proceeds. Which is probably more money. And and you know one thing, because, you know, college football is my favorite sport, and I know a little bit about recruiting. Let me tell the folks out there that don't know. They know about these kids in ninth grade. (laughs) You know? (laughs) They they know about these kids then. Uh, so Michael Orr, when he says All-American then, he ain't lying. Cause he was one of the top tackles in his high school class. And and so they they know about they know about the quarterbacks and all these guys in like ninth, tenth grade. That's why these kids get these early offers. These coaches and these people know. And um but that's just this is where I this is like a bigger thing here. And you see it with the record deals with these three sixty deals, black people. If someone offers you papers to sign, especially comes with money, pay a cup. I think sometimes maybe one or two hundred bucks to pay a lawyer to look over it. And uh, it's many cases. You could pay someone a couple hundred bucks to look over it, or maybe a hundred, somebody like that, to look over those contracts. Because guess what? He's not getting no money back from those people. No. He just no. he got screwed. And that should be a cautionary tale. This is one thing about the NIL. 
that I don't like is like, how do we? How come we know what the pros are making, where they're getting their money from, but high school kids we don't know. <laughs> uh, and those are the ones that get screwed because you see these stories every so many years. They talk about this agent suing them because they owe him money. Why not say open it up saying, hey, this is where he got his money from, Jack's Hard Lemonade or something, you know. So uh, because you got to remember, who's representing a lot of these kids? They mama and daddy who ain't never had no money. That's yeah. probably why the overtime elite's eating because, oh, listen, my kid to the G League. All right. Hey, <laughs> you know. And uh, because they don't, un- they-, they see the short money, and then these leagues may own you, or these agencies may own you, and they may get screwed out of their likeness and stuff like that. And I think that that's where some of that stuff needs control, where people know what stuff's coming from, how much, all this stuff instead of ambiguous stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, oh. Question for you. Well, yeah. Uh, little little situation. The Orlando Magic catching some heat little bit of heat from some black people because they supported i mean they gave like fifty thousand dollars to a, a pack of ronda santos ron, ron DeSantis, whatever his name is um they gave fifty thousand dollars to you know his campaign or to a pact that was uh, for his campaign can I, can I keep it real on this one Dave? can i kind of your, let your man know real quick wish wish your man know uh to do right. Fred Purdue? Play for the Wizards. No, he's play oh, for the Wizards. Eton Thomas? Eton Thomas, yeah. He wrote a piece on it saying that, you know, he's letting black people down by – they're letting black people down, and all the black people in their organization on the team and the staff, they're, like, spitting in their face because uh, they're supporting Ron DeSantis when this dude basically just came out recently, besides all of his other crazy statements and ideologies – saying that there was a benefit for for us from slavery. So is, is there is, is there anything there in your opinion or seeing as though it was $50,000 and I'm not saying the 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 amount of what you give makes the difference but we are, I think at this point we all know that these big companies gives to everybody on both sides. Yep. So they can be yep. taken care of no matter who is mm-hmm. making the decisions. So yep. Like, do we knock them for being a corporation? Or Here's the thing, right? I remember when Obama ran against Romney. This is when I first peeped it. Goldman Sachs gave sizable donations to both. Uh, right. A lot of these companies give to both because at the end of the day, you may be a bigot. All somebody that stuff, but you're still the president. <laughs> right, somebody Allegedly, win, of course. and we need some, somebody, some preferential treatment from somebody. Because, yeah, because they're going to be in office four years. So you're gonna to have to work on it regardless, right? And uh because because can we can we keep it can we keep it a buck here? I like Eton Thomas, smart brother, right? Good good meaning guy. But bro, I ain't found a white liberal yet who's who's wealthy. <laughs> or and they all benefited from racism and slavery, brother. Hate to break it to you, most of our supervisors that was, that was white were bigots. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say it. But uh, but that's just the way it is, and uh, because what what these people what they don't understand is how the white supremacy works. They don't control the Democrats and Republicans. They use their dollars. They know what he said, but what they worried about is getting their tax dollars and their subsidies and all that stuff. That's what they care about. And and, and the black employees at the Magic, guess what? The checks clear people. Because what you want them to do? Quit their jobs? They got to pay bills, <laughs> you know. And the players, what are they going to do? They got to cash their checks too, because this is a once in a lifetime earning opportunity for them. It's easy to like I like Eton, but it's easy to say when you aren't. Uh, it's easy to say when you aren't in that position, and you just got to understand how life really works. That's who they are. And by the way, the Duvall's family, if I remember correctly, owns that team. If y'all know who the Duvall's family is. If he has some strange person walking up to you talking about, hey, I got a business opportunity for you, they run Amway, that MLM scam. Mm-hmm. So, 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 yeah, that's what they, I'm saying. They've, they've run Amway, um, who's yeah. always had conservative leanings. Uh, I mean, shoot, it, like you said, it was DeVos. Like, come on, he was the late father-in-law of, of Betsy DeVos. So, like, come on, you kind of know what side they're on. 
You know what I'm saying? You kind of know what, anyway. what side of the, the aisle they're on anyway. Yeah. So, because, um, because they said is, back right? in 2006, Richard and Helen DeVos Foundation made a $540,000 donation to focus on the family, which is a Colorado-based organization that opposes same-sex marriage and abortions. Um, in 2008, he donated $100,000 to Florida for Marriage, a group that campaigned to add a state constitutional ban on same-sex marriages. So, I mean, you know what it is. At this point, unless you're a player and you get drafted by this team, all executives, all coaches, um, all staff, you know who you're working for before you take the job. You got a choice. Mm-hmm. So, and you're going to take know. the job anyway because guess what? Guess where it is? There's a big check. You're probably getting six figures if you're working at a high enough level. You're going to take the money because guess what? Most of our most of our supervisors probably, you know, leading that side anyway. I don't care as long as my check clears. I'm not talking about your politics at work anyway. I don't care. I just want my check to clear every every two weeks so I can pay this rent because that's why they say you keep politics out your job. But corporations donate the stuff all the time. They do the – a lot of them do both sides, but a lot of them donate the stuff all the time. And I just think that, like you said, if a player is drafted, hey, tell me your business. Heck, I was signed there as a free agent off me and Max Deal. Sorry, you got to take the money. It ain't about you leaning with the politics. It's about you cashing your checks. Because if all these corporations and all these politicians really cared about us like that, you think our position would have changed by now? Uh, we just got to be honest about it. But oh, by the way, before I go though, thanks for taking my call as usual. You earlier this time, proud of y'all. But um, <laughs> isn't it kind of funny that these folks are overreacting to rookie quarterbacks playing two series in preseason? Hey, that's the way sports is, man. That's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. By the way, my Bucks, right? Bucks fans are thought we could be good. They look here, guys. We gonna start Baker Mayfield. He's gonna suck for like six weeks. They gonna put in Kyle Trask. To say, hey, we're building and looking towards the future. And by the way, I meant to say this if I run. Why are people re- revisionist fans here? Because they talking about how Shannon Sharp was talking. Some of these people talk. They believe Jalen Hurts could be the guy. And they coming back at people. And I'm like, hey, folks, the Eagles didn't believe. They want a Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made a major play for both of those dudes yeah, yeah. before they I said, like, all right, fuck it, let's go with this dude. <laughs> Because your opinion changes with new information. Right. And that's what people don't understand. Like, that's, you know, <laughs> that's life, you know. And hopefully in a position like that, somebody can 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 make your opinion change. But, Dude. I mean, and that's why I don't like people making definitive statements so quickly, yeah. like good or bad. Like, oh, this guy is the truth or, oh, this guy will never be. Like, yeah. I hate when people, like, if I was, you know, first in line to give you, Jalen Hurts' flaws when he was making a bunch of mistakes. But one thing I would never say, especially that early in somebody's career, oh, he's never going to be good. And I heard a lot of people saying, oh, he, he'll never be good. Yeah. And, you know, yep. you got to give things a chance sometimes. Because I was telling guys, they do last, that year before, the Bucks said he couldn't read. They were saying that. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it, yeah. yo, it was on mic'd up. It wasn't a secret. They were saying it on – somebody was mic'd up, and they were saying it like, oh, this dude can't read. Like, like It was frustrating how easy that playoff game was for y'all. Yeah, and then, and there are Alabama fans still saying, man, they're saving dead on dirt. Dude, he benched for Tua. Tua was a better passer. We could throw the ball in his zone against George in that game. And Nick Saban told this kid to his face, if you want to play in the league, you must be a better passer from the pocket. Your legs are nice, but they don't get you nowhere. He said that to him. Huh. And it, that and last the, year, and Alabama. But the good thing about the kid is he, he did all of this. Yeah, he took heed to all of this stuff. He yeah. he took heed to the embarrassment of listening to the mic'd up and these dudes saying he can't read. He studied his ass off. He became a better, more seasoned, smarter quarterback. So, it Dev, what did Nick Saban lie to and placated to him? He told right. the truth. Sometimes you got to tell these kids the truth. And look what he went back and got his master's at Alabama. And like Nick Saban, people don't realize this. He knew Tua was a better guy that second, you know, when they came back. He opened the contest up just out of respect for Hurts. And, uh, 
it, it, and, I, and like and what happened, and Tua got hurt in the SEC championship game against Georgia. Jalen Hurts brought Alabama back, and Nick Saban almost cried in the interview. Cried, he was so proud of him. He's proud of him. He's yeah. talking about how the hard work he put in, and I think that's what people don't get. You have to start with these kids for the truth. But I know you got to run, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, yes, sir. And, and I'm glad you enjoyed. I'm glad you enjoyed your kid-free week, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it came to a crashing halt, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. All right, but I'll wrap to you next week, man. Hey, right, take it easy. Bye. All right. All righty, and before I get out of here, I just want to definitely give an R.I.P. shout out to uh, the rapper Magoo. Uh, if y'all remember from Timberland and Magoo uh, from Norfolk, Virginia. He was in, you know, a couple of songs back then with Timberland and Missy, and, you know, he passed away earlier this week at the age of 50. I do not know the details surrounding his death, but um, R.I.P. to Magoo. The crazy part about this, though, is how people, you know, once you die, people start overrating what you do. Like, you can just give this man, you know, his respects and, and, and his rest in peace shout outs and all of that. I heard somebody say earlier in the week that his verse on Love to Love You was one of the greatest verses in hip-hop history. I'm like, see, now why we got to go there? Because now you're going to make me talk negative about this man after he just died. (laughs) One of the greatest verses in hip-hop history. Come on now. Don't do that just because the man died, man. So shout out. uh, Rest in peace to Magoo. And before we get out of here, I'm going to just let you guys know what happened this week. This date, this date in sports history, and that's brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports book with the same old list, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and all the subjective information that's being passed off as facts these days, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. It's an acronym. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture that'll keep you on the edge of your seat and that'll keep you laughing like you were watching a comedy special. So just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Wherever you get that copy, just make sure you get that copy. All right, August 17th, 1987 was the day that Muhammad Ali, the greatest, was elected to Ring Magazine's Boxing Hall of Fame. So we like to give a big War Room salute to Muhammad Ali, to Ring Magazine, to the sport of boxing for this historical moment. All right, so it's time to get up out of here. So I just want to thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, uh, Neil, Skyview, as usual, uh, Facebook, Twitter, IG, our group chat has been buzzing. Uh, Too bad I didn't get to read any of that stuff because it is hilarious. And all the callers who called in to chop it up with us, tune in next week. Live right here or on demand as we catch you up on all the sports and entertainment stories of the week, at least the ones that we deem to be important. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend. We'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, maybe even Thread. Been saying that for the last few weeks, but I still don't think we got our Thread page up and running. But as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on War Room Sports. Dot com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We will see you chumps on top.
got a chief flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us What real sports? War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.